Well, a lot of the content we share here on the Ditch the Carbs podcast is intended for anyone who's just getting started with a low-carb lifestyle or maybe even just thinking about getting started. Every once in a while, I think it's kind of fun to focus on those of you who have maybe been doing this for a little while now and are ready to level up just a little bit more. And if that's you, then get excited because today we are diving in with the one and only Maria Emmerich about not only how to level up your low-carb or ketogenic lifestyle, but how to break through those dreaded weight loss plateaus. Welcome to the Ditch the Carbs podcast, brought to you by Thinlicious. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and here we'll talk about everything from the science of weight loss and metabolic flexibility to practical tips for making your health a priority in the midst of a very busy life. It's the perfect blend of insightful education, practical application, and good old-fashioned motivation. So buckle up, friend, because it's about to get real. Hey there, and welcome back to the Ditch the Carbs podcast. If this is your first time listening in, my name is Ruth Sukup, and I am the founder of Thinlicious and the Thin Adapted System, as well as the New York Times bestselling author of seven books. And while in our regular Monday episodes, I typically like to take a deep dive into whatever relevant topic happens to be on my mind, whether it's mindset or a particular health topic or just sharing some of the lessons I've learned along the way. In these special bonus Thursday episodes, I love to pull in stories and expert advice from other people. And in today's episode, I'm super excited to introduce you to someone who actually has had a pretty big impact in my own health and weight loss journey, Maria Emmerich. Maria, as you may already know, is the founder of KetoMaria.com and the best-selling author of so many books, And really just someone I truly admire in the health space because she has so much integrity and so much wisdom to share. And she definitely knows her stuff. And we are going to get to that interview in just a second. But first, I did want to let you know that if you are brand new, you're just getting started with a low-carb lifestyle, this episode might not actually be the most relevant to you right now since it is a little bit more focused on leveling up and breaking through weight loss plateaus when you've been kind of doing it for a while. That said, if you are new and you want to know and understand more about just how to get started, then I do have an amazing gift for you. I have put together a absolutely fantastic and completely free on-demand training video that's called How to Lose Weight and Get Healthy for Life Without Dieting, Drugs, or Making Yourself Miserable. And in it, I basically explain why so much of the standard advice about health and weight loss you've been trying to follow isn't working and what you can actually do instead. It's very eye-opening. And if this is an area of your life where you've been struggling, I promise it will be super helpful to you. And once again, you can watch it absolutely free. Just my gift to you for being a listener of this podcast. All you have to do to access it is go to thinlicious.com slash video. So once again, the URL for that training is thinlicious dot com slash video. Got it? Okay. So with that out of the way, I am so excited to be able to introduce you to today's expert interview guest, Maria Emmerich. 
Maria, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Ruth. I don't know if I can live up to your hype. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's going to be a problem. I have been a huge, huge fan of yours for a very long time. So before we just dive into the nitty gritty of all your tips and uh, all your ideas for leveling up your ketogenic diet, breaking through those plateaus, can you just give us maybe like a quick overview of your philosophy around low carb living in general? Well, low carb, I mean, I guess like it's how I, I was sick and I wanted to get better and realizing what causes too much sugar in the blood it's carbohydrates, but people don't realize like when I say, you know, the average American eats like four cups of sugar a day, they're like, I don't need any sugar. It's like the crackers, the bagels, the chips, even though they're not sweet, they become sugar in our bloodstream. I mean, if you talk to a type one, type two diabetic, that's what happens, right? Mm-hmm. That's what happens to all of us. We all know sugar's bad. It's glycating. It makes us age faster. Um, you know, like we get maybe anxious with too much sugar, usually like mood issues, that type of stuff. So getting rid of sugar was what I wanted to do and realizing it's not just the granulated stuff we think about, but the carbohydrates also are becoming sugar. So getting rid of that, it's a great thing. Carbohydrates are not essential. There's essential fatty acids and there's essential amino acids. There's no essential carbohydrates. There are none. And looking at like what our ancestors ate, it was primarily meat. When you look at the bone collagen, the nitrogen in their bones, like it's, it's meat. That's what they ate. And, you know, just getting back to that healed me. I know it helped healed you. It's healed so many people. Like the proof is in the pudding. I, you know, I don't need to advertise because people are the walking billboards for me. It's so true. It's so true. So like what made you first even start down this path? You said it was, it was more of a health thing primarily. Absolutely. Um, I was 16 years old. It was over 25 years ago now. Yes. I'm that old. Um, and I wasn't feeling well. So I went to the family doctor and at that visit, she told me I had PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. I was given an acid blocker because I had pretty severe acid reflux I was given an antidepressant because I was pretty depressed and something for IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome. So at that young age of 16, I was given three very powerful prescription drugs. And the funny thing is, is a doctor said it was nothing I was doing wrong. It was just the cards I was dealt in life. But I tell you, I worked at a coffee shop where before I would go to high school, I would go to the coffee shop and I would make the scones and the muffins and the cinnamon rolls. I would go to school and then after school, I would go back and we would close about 5 p.m. And whatever didn't sell, I got to go home with Ruth. So you know what I did? I would make extra cinnamon rolls just to make sure I had dinner. Oh, gosh. Like, so her saying I there's nothing I was doing wrong. I lived off of yeah. sugar and mochas, which yes. caffeine Caffeine is a whole nother thing that increases androgens, which will increase PCOS and uh, blood sugar issues. So I had to look at my life and be like, okay, I can't do carbs. I can't do sugar and I can't do caffeine if I ever want to have my own children. Wow. Because that was pretty mind blowing. Um, Pretty much like I'm a foodie. I don't want to live off of chicken breast and broccoli and I don't. So I just started recreating my favorite things like cinnamon rolls into exotic, low carb, zero carb type things. 
I love that. So according to the doctors, this is interesting to me. So according to the doctors, not those three things that you were diagnosed with, with the depression, with the acid reflux and the PCOS, they, in their mind, it was three separate things, right? But you fixed three separate things. Uh, my grandpa had, you know, type two diabetes. My dad had acid reflux. It was, it, it was hereditary, right? Yeah. Which is, it's not hereditary. Yeah. You get rid of all of those things. Yes. So that's so, but that's, what's so crazy. So here they're like, you just got dealt about a hand. You're really unlucky. And how many people are out there just walking around thinking those same things, right? Like they're just like, Oh, I got this and I got this and I get this. And we don't realize it's so, so tied to everything that we're putting in our body. And I mean, and and then you can look back on it amazingly, you know, 25 years later and go, gosh, I was eating a steady diet of nothing but pastries and coffee. No wonder I was so sick, but we don't see it. Nope. Like people don't see it. So how amazing for you though, that you caught it so early because that has completely changed the whole course of your life. Right. It really, really did. Sadly, like um, you know, my friends changed, you know, cause what you do is different. Like my family was, what happens is when you, you try to quit sugar and carbohydrates, what happens? Like your mom makes you your favorite pie. And it's not that she doesn't love you. My mom yeah. really do that. It's because they're afraid you're going to change. And when mm-hmm. they don't realize is you're going to change for the better. Yes. And but people will be like, we could talk about that later, like pitfalls, but like, I'm a stubborn German girl. Nobody, like the more people <laughs> pushed me to stop, the more I wanted to do it. I totally understand that. I got told keto Ruth isn't fun Ruth anymore. <laughs> that was, oh, that was the, thing so that, and I the exact same way. I'm like, I can be fun and I can be keto. I yep. can do both. So, okay, let's keep going. So what are the, what are some of the biggest ways that you see, oh, and talk about pitfalls. What are some of the biggest ways that you tend to see people go wrong and to sabotage their success with a low carb lifestyle? Cause I think that that's kind of the big, yeah. the big thing, right. Is like, I can't do this. So there's, you know, a lot of mindset stuff that happens, but what do you, because you work with a lot of people and just have such amazing success stories. And I would love to know, like, what's the one, like number one thing you see people like sabotaging themselves. Um, if they have it in the house, like that's a big no, no, because mm-hmm. even myself, when I, this was well over 15 years ago, like there was this new low carb ice cream called carb smart. And I bought into that and it would call my name in the middle of the night. Like, (laughs) and I would actually wake up and eat it. And I'd be like, I'm never buying this crap again. And guess what? I'd buy it again. You know, like it was just, I I was good or something bad happened that week. And like, I deserve it, that crap, you know, but um, that, so even if it's like, what's your favorite thing? Like what, what Snickers, right? And you have like a Snickers in a pantry, like that's, that's for your like really bad day or whatever. And having it in the house is just like setting up yourself up for failure or seeing it as like a diet, like, okay, I'm going to do this for a month and then I'm done. Or I do this until I get to a hundred and whatever pounds and I'm done. And then yep. you start adding in carbs. And then a year later, you're coming back to me like, crap, can I have help again? Because that one Girl Scout cookie turned into a year of, you know, junk and I don't feel good anymore. I don't exercise anymore. Like I just, I'm tired. I'm depressed again. I have high blood pressure again, whatever it is. 
So seeing it as a short-term thing and to tell you the truth, Ruth, like I feel like I'm cheating every day because I eat really good food. I just made some flourless uh, crepes. Like who doesn't want a crepe, right? And my kids were like, they're like, oh, what is this? This is a new recipe, mom, you know? So I feel like whatever you feel that you're missing out on, hey, I have a Snickers recipe. Like whatever it is, I guarantee you, you're going to be more satisfied by eating the sugar-free version or cutting the sugar. Like I like having my ice cream, my recipe and waking up feeling like a million bucks. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. And once you get like, once you realize that the way that you feel, once you start feeling good is associated with eating this way, then you go, how could I go back? Like, how could I go back? Because as soon as you eat crappy, you feel crappy again. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I love that's great advice. All right. So let's dive in now, because I really want to talk about something that I know you're passionate about, which is um, breaking through weight loss plateaus in, and using protein sparing modified fasts, um, just as a supplement to your low carb, your low carb diet or your keto diet or your way of living. So can you, first of all, explain a little bit about what it is, how it works and why it's so effective? Well, 99% of people that come to keto or low carb, they're coming to it for weight loss. Yes, I have people with epilepsy, seizures, MS, cancer, you name it. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the 99% of people that come to keto or low carb and they hear, oh, I'm supposed to drink um, a bulletproof coffee. Like that's a stick of butter and coffee or whatever. And (laughs) that's going to help me get into ketosis. Yes, you will be in ketosis, but no, you're not burning fat. Okay. So there's two different things right? Um, Most people are doing keto and low carb with way too much fat, especially if they already have a lot of fat on their body. If you're eating a lot of dietary fat, there's no need to use your body fat for fuel because you're, it's easier to use the stuff you're eating, right? Mm -hmm. So what protein sparing modified fasting is, um, I wrote in that first book, Keto Adapted, about my pure protein days. That's what I called it. That's not the medical term. The medical term is PSF, PSMF, right? Proteins very modified fast. It makes more sense to call it pure protein days because you eat basically lean proteins. You lower the fat to about 20 to 30 grams a day. And then you, the carbohydrates are close to zero. Okay. And I would do that because my weight loss was very stubborn. Okay. And it's a dairy, in my mind, it's dairy free. Okay. There's some mm-hmm. other people that would be like, low fat or fat-free cottage cheese. I think that's a terrible idea. Um, but what it does is it gives you, it's very low in calories. Let's get, this is about 800 calories, but it's all protein. So you don't lose your muscle, but it's low in fat. So you lose body fat. And the reason why I love it is because there's a whole community out there with the low carb keto community saying, let's do extended fasting. And it's proven that extended fasting, you will lose muscle mass and muscle mass is precious. Like it's hard to build. It's easy to lose. If you're eating nothing and doing water fast, you will lose muscle mass. And you also like people that will do fat bombs or fat fast, they end up losing their hair, you know, or their Mm -hmm. thyroid goes really bad. You're like, oh, keto ruined my thyroid. Well, no, it didn't. (laughs) The way you did it 
ruined it, you know, because right. protein for the thyroid is screaming for all these amino acids that come from protein. Your hair follicles are screaming for amino acids that come from protein. So um, I love protein sparing modified fast. You don't do it every day. You do it depending on your goals. If you only have maybe 10 or 15 pounds to lose, you might only want to do one day a week because you're going to be pretty hungry because you don't have a lot of fuel on your body. However, right. I worked with Tyler, who was 650 pounds. Oh, wow. He did it a lot of days a week. He ended mm-hmm. up losing 100 pounds in only two months. No way. Yeah. Wow. So it's very effective. Yeah. And again, I told you, I don't want to live off of chicken breasts. I hate them. However, <laughs> I learned how to make chicken breasts into delicious things like bourbon yeah. chicken or like all these different things. So I put those together in like cookbooks so people can be very successful. Yeah. Yeah. And your recipes, your recipes are amazing. I've tried many of them. They're so good. And I like this, the protein, um, protein days, I call them, I just call them protein fast <laughs> to, to make it simpler. But I, yes, I would, I can attest to the effectiveness and it's definitely something that we talk about in our programs too. Um, but it's, it's, um, they're just like, it's amazing how effective it can be. Like you see the results like really, really quickly. Um, so you would say probably for average people, like two to three days a week, something like that. If you're in kind of a weight loss mode. Yeah. And And how, so it's not for somebody, an athlete, it's not for somebody who's lean, you know, Mm -hmm. people are like, I tried doing it and I was hungry all the time. I was like, dude, you're like, you don't have any fat to spare. Like I can't do it. I don't have any energy to do it anymore. But in my past days, when I was twice my size, it was awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I find that like, even when it's um, like, you know, I, whatever, went off the rails a little bit over the weekend or, you know, had too many cocktails or something like that. And I want to get myself back, back on track, even though I'm at my goal weight, but you know, it fluctuates a, a pound or two here and there. And so then I do a, have a nice protein fast day and then it's like back on track. So it really just is great. I feel like at any phase, phase of your journey. So how would you like, is there a specific action step that someone can take if they want to get started with PSMF? Well, um, to tell you the truth, I just came out with a book this last week called the ultimate guide to fat loss or the ultimate, you know, fat loss cookbook. And I feel like that's a great tool because it gives you how to do it, the science of it. And then it gives you over 120 recipes and meal plans like on how to do it. So if you want to spend like the least amount of money, that's going to give you the biggest bang. Like you're never going to get a tool for that little of money in like such a big package. But again, I'm not holding your hand. You have to yeah. do it, <laughs> but you know, you know, you have to open it up, but um, that is probably the easiest tool. Um, you know, again, keeping the junk out of the house because on the non days, you don't want to go right back. Like, so, you know, three days a week, you do protein sparing. And then the four you do like, you know, chips and guac is not a good idea. Right. So I think the the thing that was most interesting to me about doing the protein days is that because once when you're doing keto and you're, and you alluded to this or, or said a, a little bit about it, but there's a lot of, um, fat, 
right? Like, and there's a lot of people telling you to eat all the fat all the time, which I think is honestly where a lot of people, I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like that's where a lot of people go wrong with low carb and, and keto because it becomes this constant, like all the fat, all the fat, all the fat, trying to stay in ketosis and keep your numbers, you know, your numbers looking good, except that that's not actually like making you lose fat, especially once you, your body has become keto adapted, or we call it thin adapted in our program, but it's, you know, same idea. Once your body has become, has become adapted, you don't need, you don't need all that fat all the time. So, but then on what was that? Higher ketones do not mean better fat results. And right. we're living in a world of food addiction. And I think we're just trading the addiction for carbohydrates and sugar for the addiction of fat. Yes. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. And there, because then that becomes the thing and the addiction to thinking that your high level of ketosis means that you're, you're losing weight when you're actually not. And that's where those plateaus happen, which is where this, which I think is why this is so fascinating. So what was really fascinating to me is the super, super low fat on these protein days. So can you, you explain that a little bit, like why on the, on the protein fast days, is it so important to keep your fat as low as possible? Well, I like to keep it at 20 to 30 grams, which isn't like extremely low, but uh, it's enough for hormone uh, balance and absorption of like vitamins A, D, E, and K are fat soluble. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of like the minimum, right? And the reason is, is like, again, most people are already having a lot of body fat on their body, you know, and to be able to lose that, you're going to basically, you know, get rid of the fat so you can use your body fat for fuel. Because here's the thing. Protein is not a good energy source. Carbohydrates are. Fat is. Protein is not. So if you're only eating protein, that's just holding on to your muscle, helping your thyroid, helping your hair out. And then you need to get energy from something. And guess where it's going to get it from? Your body fat. Fat. The body fat. That's when it starts to burn it. Yep. Boom. I love it. So it's like a really simple concept, you know, you're yeah. sparing your body from using its own protein while you lose fat. So good. So good. So can you talk a little bit more about, cause what, what is your newest, your newest book is called fat burning. burning. <laughs> the ultimate fat loss cookbook. Yeah. And it is That's the it. Fat. like, I told you I'm a foodie. I like good food. There's cake in there. There's a couple different cakes in there. There, what? Yeah, there's there's pancakes and there's bread and all the stuff that you think you can't have anymore. Yes, you have to make it. But I think people underestimate how many like so they'll go to the gym, but then they don't want to work and like make dinner. If they just like went to the grocery store or like like me, I just get Instacart. But if they, you know, get in the kitchen, turn some music on and cook. Like that's one way to really feel good about yourself is a really uh, there's a hospital that helps uh, ask me to come in and we put kitchens in. It was a hospital for um, things like depression and anxiety. Okay, and they're found people that made their food or like other people enjoyed it. It helped their mental wellness a lot. So like that's just like I think people underestimate how good they feel like and I'm really good at explaining how to make stuff. And I'm really good at making recipes easy. So don't feel like, oh my gosh, I do not know how to cook. If you know how to turn your stove on, you got, you got this, right? And if you don't- vouch for that. <laughs> your recipes are awesome. They're so, they're so good. And, they're, and I'm always stunned at like how simple they are as well. 
They're really, you know, my recipes decades ago used to be a little bit more difficult or pretty hard, but then I had kids and then, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I need stuff done, done, done quick, quick, quick. We even homeschool our kids. So I'm always like busy, 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 busy. Like I just, those flourless crepes I told you about, I put everything into a blender and I made them that way. Like, and that's how I write my recipes. That's if that's how I do it, I throw everything into a blender make it, but Otherwise, get a slow cooker or an Instapot because it makes it for you. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I mean, so are all those recipes on your in your new cookbook, all, they're all protein sparing recipes or some are and some are? They're 100% protein sparing. Wow. And then meal plans in there to show you how to do it. Um, I also have free meal plans on my website. Uh, if you go to ketomaria.com, you can go through it there. But I have free meal plans there to show you how to do it on a protein sparing day and a, your regular keto macros. And I have a free macro calculator. That was a fortune to cr- create, but it's very helpful for people. If you go to ketomaria.com, get your macros done because if you're not seeing success, Whenever someone's like, oh, I'm not losing weight, this and that. The first thing that I ask is, are you doing any dairy or nuts? Because that will hold you back. My husband always says, what are your macros? But in reality, if you're doing dairy and nuts, you're not hitting your macros. It's way too high in fat. Both of them are. So so it's kind of like the same question. But combining those two, the macro calculator is very helpful. Totally free. Do it. I love that. That's a great resource. So thank you for sharing that because I'm sure... A lot of people will want to use that super practical takeaways, watch your dairy, watch your, (laughs) watch your nuts, watch your macros. And then if you feel like you're hitting plateaus, try a protein, protein fast day, what protein sparing modified fast P S M F. -F. (laughs) P S M F. Um, but really thank you. Thank you so much, Maria. This was amazing. So excited to have you and, uh, yeah, just to keep up the amazing work. You're a rock star. Thank you. All right, guys, that about does it for today's episode. And that means that's all I've got for you. I will be back on Monday to talk about a topic that I actually think might be a little controversial. (laughs) This thing that we call body positivity and basically what I see as the big body positivity lie that is literally killing us slowly a lie that is being shoved down our throats by food and drug companies that don't actually care whether we love our bodies or not. And even though I have a lot of thoughts on this topic, I am also just a little bit nervous to share them. I'm not going to lie because I know that things can be so easily misconstrued or taken the wrong, the wrong way. And I hope that you won't do that. I hope you will hear me out because I do think that this is a topic that's going to be worth talking about. But in the meantime, be sure to, if you have not already, to subscribe or follow the podcast on iTunes or wherever you like to listen. And not only that, if you know anyone else who you think would find this content useful, if you really enjoyed this episode, please, please be sure to share it. Just send them a text, share it on social, share it by email. And if you have any questions or you just want to connect, if you have any future people you'd like to see me talk to on the podcast or episodes that you'd like, things that you'd like to talk me to talk about in future episodes, shoot me an email at hello at thinlicious.com. But that's all for now. I will see you soon.